Good morning. God bless you, Maranatha. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable. And right now, it is time for Sunday Morning Alive right here on the Internet. We're so glad you've joined us by way of computer, iPhone, however you are receiving this this internet broadcast today. We welcome you wherever you are. Our physical congregation right here in Tampa, Florida, and our spiritual congregation that is is anywhere in the world that you are connected to the World Wide Web and you have discovered our website. We do welcome you today. Amen. We want to bring you a subject that I believe is going to help us through this troubled time that we are in. Uh, not just because of the pandemic, but because of the pandemonium that it has created and that the force that is behind it all that it is creating. You know, we argue not, the scripture said, against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places. And listen, the rulers of the darkness of this world. I'm going to tell you, there is no doubt that there are demon forces behind all of the chaos that is global right now. But I want to tell you something. There's another power. I want to tell you again, there's a higher power. Hallelujah. Not just an equal power, but there is a higher power power. And our God is doesn't have some power. Our God doesn't have most power. But our God has all power. And amen. He's omnipotent. He's omnipotent. All powerful. That's why there's nothing too hard for him. And there's nothing impossible with him. And that's why he is in control when everything seems to be out of control. And that's why he's able to subdue everything to himself, even the things that go against his will and purpose. He could still cause them to work for his purpose and instead of against his purpose. They thought they had a victory when they put Jesus on the cross, when in reality they were filled, fulfilling his purpose in order to save the lost and the dying just like you and me. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm glad I know that great truth about God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to talk to you today about God, our rock and our refuge. God, our rock and our refuge. Praise God. We are persecuted, dear friends, but we are not forsaken. There's a place of refuge that we can run to no matter what we are running from. And God is our rock and God is our refuge. Before we begin to move deeper into this, there's a scripture I also want to bring you today uh, out of Proverbs 30 and verse 26. And it simply says this, The conies are a feeble folk, but but they live in the rocks. They hide in the rocks. They don't have any defense. 
they're they're really a unique animal. They're not part of the. It's it's it. It actually the word coney was used for rabbit uh, for a long time, uh, years and years and years ago. But they are not in the rabbit family, and they are certainly not in the rat family. They're a very unique little furry creature uh, that are stalked by all kinds of predators particularly the eagle and the and the 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 hawk and and any any animals that that uh, any meat-eating animals that that could find them they have they do not burrow they can't hide in burrows they have to hide in the rocks for their defense they come out to to eat and drink but they go back into the rock. And that's why uh, I believe that little scripture in Proverbs thirty twenty six. these are weak, defenseless little animals, but they live in the rocks for their defense. And God is referred to many times in the scripture, particularly in the old covenant as the, our rock. And one of the great Christian hymns that you're probably familiar with is Rock of Ages, Cliff for Me, Let Me Hide Myself in Thee. And I love every verse of that song because it speaks of how that we can find and take refuge in our God. It was written by Augustus Toplady. And it, it is said that the man was traveling from one village to another several miles by foot, and he was caught in a violent storm where he was threatened, and he found in a rocky crevice of a rock that he could squeeze himself into and hide until the storm was over. Praise God. Amen. And then while he was in there, he thought about how God offers himself as as our rock and a place to find refuge. And he wrote the great, positive, powerful Christian hymn, Rock of Ages, Cliff for Me, Let Me Hide Myself in Thee. You can't hide from trouble, but you can hide in God when trouble comes because God is our rock and God is our refuge. Psalm 46, 1 says it, very simply and 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 significantly because it says god is our refuge god is our strength a very present help in time of trouble not only is he very present some render that an ever present help in time of trouble God doesn't sit aloof in his heaven, unconcerned about you and me. But when trouble comes, God comes very, very near. And that's why we need to call upon this ever-present God, not this absentee God. You say, where is God when trouble comes? Where is God? Where is God in all of this trouble? He is more near in trouble than he is any other time in your life and mine and our nation. God is near. Let's take refuge in him. We don't have to be strong. We just have to know where to hide. Hallelujah. Amen. And in the New Testament, spiritually speaking, it says our life is hid in Christ 
in God. Hallelujah. Sister Linda Forsythe, I've said it before. I don't know if you're hearing this, but somebody tell her if you, <laughs> that if you're hearing this, uh, she used to sing in our church, where do I go when the storms of life assail me? And, the, and, the, and then the answer would come in the lyrics. I run to the rock of my salvation, to the stone that the builders rejected. I run to the mountain, and the mountain stands by me. You see, the conies know they're weak. They know they cannot, they are so vulnerable to their predators, but they run to the rocks for their safety. And God is our rock, and God is our refuge. Heavenly Father, I'm going to minister this. I've already begun to minister it because you want your people to know today, those that know you, those that are truly saved today, that we have a God who is our rock and we have a God who is our refuge, an ever-present God in the day of trouble. Hallelujah. And we are running to the rock today. Praise God. And we are safe in you. And we thank you for the refuge that you offer yourself to us as. Hallelujah. And we will not fear, therefore, though the mountains be cast down to the midst of the sea. For God is our refuge and our strength. And we thank you for it. We are persecuted indeed, my Lord, but we are not forsaken. Hallelujah. Lord, bless your people today. Lord, let us have the the faith and the wisdom of these little furry creatures that are safe in the rock. Let us find ourselves just as safe. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We are persecuted but not forsaken. That 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 scripture is found in 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. Listen, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of us. Listen, the Apostle Paul said, when I'm weak, when I am weak, just like the conies, they're feeble, they're weak in and of themselves, but they are safe in the rock where they hide themselves. Praise God. Amen. The apostle said, When I am weak, then am I made strong. And in the New Testament, it tells us to to strengthen the feeble-minded. When I first thought of feeble-minded, I thought of some folks I've met down through the years. I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just mean I've met some people that just didn't act like they had good sense. And you have too. Amen. But that's not what that's talking about. That word feeble-minded means fatigued. It, it means that we, we have come to our wit's end. We don't see a way out of a situation. We are perplexed. It's a sign of nations in the end time that there would be, there would be distress of nations with perplexity. They would, they would, with all of the collective wisdom and knowledge and science, they, they couldn't see a way through or can't see a way out. And I want you to listen to these principles of being weak 
And because we are not forsaken, being made very, very strong. Praise God. Second Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. It says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. When I'm weak, then am I made strong. Doesn't mean I'm made strong so I'm never weakened. I never see myself as feeble and fatigued and worn down, but not worn out. Praise God. Listen, the only way to qualify for the sufficiency of His grace and the excellency of His power, amen, is to recognize our weakness and run to Him and hide ourselves in Him. We are indeed wore down, but we are not worn out. I saw a little snip uh, of a uh, on on YouTube of a, a a music teacher. It was on the news somewhere on a news broadcast, and and she was the sweetest looking a young lady. Is a music teacher in in junior high school, I suppose, and and she she said I have come and she had a little ukulele, and she said I have composed a song to help us all through. Then I teach it to my class to help us all through this pandemic. And she strummed the little ukulele and they, everyone was expecting, this was on a news broadcast live and she was broadcasting from her home. And, and she said, she said, I've composed this little song that I teach to my students to help us through the pandemic. And she strummed a couple of sweet strums tunefully, skillfully on the ukulele, and then she screamed to the top of her lungs. And then she strummed it again and screamed again to the top of her lungs. Listen, folks, people are wore down, and people are about to be worn out. In fact, the Scripture said prophetically of the last days, in the last days perilous times will come. And that word perilous meant dangerous times, outrageous. What we are witnessing right now in our country is outrageous. It is, and it, it also connotates to wear down, to reduce the strength because of the times that we are living. That's why it's so important to recognize in times like these, God is our rock and God is our refuge. And just like the conies, these little furry, feeble animals hide themselves in the rock. We recognize in our weakness, in our fatigue, in our inability to cope with it all, that God offers himself to us as a refuge. And that's why Psalm 46, 1 says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in the time of trouble. Therefore, because we find safety and security in Him, hallelujah, we will not fear though the mountains be removed and cast into the midst of the sea. Can you say man out there? Hallelujah. This is the only antidote for the fear that is stalking everybody because of 
all that we are seeing and experiencing and the uncertainty and uneasiness that it is bringing. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 4, 7 through 9. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel. You know, that's why the Bible said in Ephesians 6 about all the spiritual uh, forces that are arrayed against us. Amen. That, that we, to be strong in the Lord, not in and of ourself, but in the Lord. Hallelujah. It's His armor that we need today, not our own re- holy resolve to stand and not be moved, but the very armor that equips us to stand and not be moved. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Hallelujah. Take the full armor of God today. Listen, it begins with recognizing our weakness and looking to God for His strength. God is our rock and our refuge. We are worn down, but we are not worn out. And here is the reason why. Second Corinthians 4, 7-9 through 9 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm a, I can almost hear somebody says, tell me about it. <laughs> Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you about it again. We, we are troubled on every side. Jesus put it this way in the new covenant. In this world, you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. You see that principle right here. We are troubled on every side, but not distressed. Be of good cheer. I'm here as a cheerleader today. Amen. To cheer you up. I hope I can, I can see you turn. I hope I can see your frown turn upside down because God is our rock. If we didn't have the God that we have who offers himself as our refuge, hallelujah. If we didn't have this unchanging God who changed, everything is in a state of, of, of fluid and flux. It's ever changing. But we do not look at the things which are seen, for they are temporal. That means they're subject to change. But we look at the things which are unseen, for they are are eternal. We walk by faith and not by sight. Hallelujah. We are troubled on every side. Paul is saying you can't outrun your trouble, but you can run to him when the trouble comes and be safe. Hallelujah. Therefore, we are not distressed when the trouble comes. We are perplexed And that's what it means when it says to strengthen the feeble-minded. Perplexity means puzzlement. We don't see a way out. We, we, but we're not in despair. We don't have to understand to trust. The scripture said to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and don't lean 
to your own understanding. Commit thy way unto him. Trust also in him, and he will bring it to pass. Hallelujah. And the it there is his eternal will, his purpose and will for our life. In spite of the opposition or the circumstances, God will will take everything, the good, bad, and the ugly, and weave it into his eternal purpose. That's why all things, not some of it, but all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are the called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We don't see a way out, but he is the way out. So we just put our trust in him. We don't even have to, we don't even, we don't need to try to figure it all out. We just need, need to trust in the one who has all power in heaven and earth and is able because of that to subdue everything to himself or to his own purpose. Listen, the next verse says in verse 9, we are persecuted, but not forsaken. Persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Praise God. You know, the thief come to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus said. But I've come to give you life, and I've come to give it to you more abundantly. We're cast down. We are cast. Listen, Paul was cast down, but he wasn't destroyed. You know, he talked about, he, he was so open, he, he was so honest about how in this earthiness of the vessel uh, reacts to trouble and pressure. And he's, we don't react well to that. He said, I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, in his letter to the Corinthians. I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning the trouble that we experienced in Asia, how we were pressed beyond measure and despaired of life itself, that we might learn not to trust in ourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. But to trust in him who raises the dead. Amen. Listen. That's a lesson that we must learn. And sometimes that that brings us to the end of ourself actually teaches us not to trust in ourself. That's why Psalm 42 was written in verse 11. It said, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. One translation said, Hope in God and wait expectantly for Him. And one paraphrase says, Oh, my soul, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. For I know that I shall again have plenty of reason to praise Him for all that He will do. He is my help. He is my God. You see, my rock and my refuge. Conies are a feeble folk, but they have wisdom enough to hide in the rock from their enemies, and they are safe. What we need right now is faith and wisdom. We need faith to trust God and wisdom to act on that faith. Our faith is not a wait and see, but rather a believe and receive faith. 
It's not hoping for the best while preparing for the worst. It's the confident expectation that we will receive the substance of things hoped for. And I want to say this about that. Greatly desiring to have God act has been misinterpreted as great faith. Faith does not manifest itself by just intensely desiring God to act, but rather by expecting God to act. Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore I, Jesus, say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Hallelujah. I believe that I am, I am, I am highly, highly, highly favored. And I believe that I am mightily protected today. Hallelujah. And provided for because God is my rock and God is my refuge. I like this perspective on what faith is. Faith is believing that God's word is true. And that God will act according to all he has said in his word. This is the spirit of expectancy. Since it's based on God and not circumstances. Faith and not feelings. It produces an atmosphere of stability. And hope that no force can shake or move. Thereby allowing God to manifest his mighty power. In the meeting of our needs. His miracle power in the meeting of our needs. This is the answer for discouragement and depression and doubt and despair. In order to expect God to act, we must have a real understanding and knowledge of God's word and his faithfulness to fulfill it. In the New Testament, it's called hope. And the Old Testament, it's called hope, the glad expectation of future good. And that's why the psalmist said, hope thou in God. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't, don't, don't cast away your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward for he that shall come will come and he will not tarry. Praise God. Amen. Listen, we are persecuted, but not forsaken. In the Amplified, it says persecuted and hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone. Some scholars, in fact, many render persecuted as chased as a deer. Jameson Fawcett Brown uh, renders it that way, that we are chased with the intent of destroying but we are not forsaken. Why? God is our rock. God is our refuge. And we are wise enough, spiritually speaking, to go to God as our, as our primary source of protection. God can, can give us wisdom to do a lot of other things that are helpful, but ultimately, God is our refuge. God is our rock. That's why the psalmist said, I will look unto the hills. Doesn't mean the actual terra firma hills and mountains, but I will look up to the heavens. I will look unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Hallelujah. Psalm 42 was written. 
when David was running for his life, literally chased as a deer. And I want you to know when, when you're in that kind of jeopardy, we need to know what God is offering us in His heart of love and His covenant to keep us. Amen. I'm going to read a story while we have time from, from really amazing animal stories. I'm going to read it and quote it. The muffled distant sound had broken the quiet reverie of his walk across the meadow. The sharp barking of a dog almost irritated him. It was abrasive in that tranquil setting. As the barking grew louder, his eyes scanned the meadow looking for the culprit. Suddenly, a small doe broke through the edge of the woods. Now he understood. Leaning against the fence post, the man watched with compassion as the doe cut across the broad expanse of meadow. She was running straight toward him. He stood motionless, not wanting to add the fear of man to the animal's frustration. As the frightened deer leaped the fence, she staggered. The chase had taken its toll. Her wet coat gleaming in the sun, the doe stopped, took a few steps in one direction, then ears held high, looked back toward the sound of the hounds pursuing her. And the hunter The dog had broken through the woods, eyes wide with fright, seemingly confused and worn out. The doe surveyed her surroundings until she discovered the man standing beside the fence, looking back again at the dog in hot pursuit. Then at the expanse of open field before her, she turned weakly and walked straight toward the man and buried her head in his jacket. Listen, friend of mine, in this story, that little doe was wise enough to look for a place of refuge, and the place of refuge was a person, not because she was tame, but because the fear and the fatigue had set in, and she looked for someone to help her. Compassion filled his eyes because she had found a protector. He held her up, raised her, took her home with him, raised her to maturity, and set her free in strength. Psalm 42 was written when David was running for his life, literally chased as a deer. I want you to know You can't run from your trouble, but you can run to the person who says, Call on me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver you, and thou shalt glorify me. And I'm here to glorify God and testify to His faithfulness today. Amen. God offers Himself to you in the person of Jesus Christ and in the power of and presence of the Holy Spirit. God offers Himself to you and to me today as our rock and our refuge. And if you are fatigued, perplexed, persecuted, 
cast down. Can you join the psalmist today in light of what he know and what we are discovering about God? God is our rock. God is our refuge. And the scripture says of him, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the sons of men put their trust in the shadow of thy wings. Hallelujah. Today, I urge you, look unto the Lord. Look unto the hills from whence comes your help. Because your help comes from the Lord. (laughs) Hide yourself in the rock of ages and find rest for your soul. Find safety and peace and know that God will take you through the fire and the flood because He promised to never leave you and never forsake you. Today, if you don't know Jesus, you're being chased. For the thief came to steal, kill, and destroy, and he walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Run to Christ. (laughs) Repent of your sin. Receive Him as your Lord and Savior. And you can hide yourself in the cleft of the rock. And you can be safe from the judgment to come and the trouble that is befalling this world right here and right now. Hid in Christ in God. In Jesus' name.